Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast where this stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus, just like me. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. Grab your minigun, cover yourself in mud, and get to the choppa. We're talking the demon who makes trophies of men. Hey, Ben. Hey, John. How are, are you? you? Oh, uh, I'm flustered now. I, I was going to ask you how you were doing, and I don't know what to say now. No, um, I'm I'm good. Good good plus. Oh, yeah. Good plus. That's yeah, not, nice. Not good minus. Um, you know, same old, same old, but um, feeling pretty all right. It's not unreasonably hot yet. Jeez, where did my brain go? I even meant to get a Red Bull, and I totally forgot. Oh, boy. Here we go. Woo! Dun 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 Buckle dun, up, dun, folks. dun dun. I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about Predator. Uh, I watched a bunch of movies this last uh, week, week and a half, and um, yeah. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm also excited to talk about the Predator. This gave me an excuse to uh, watch some Predator movies. Uh, I signed up for Hulu for one month because <laughs> it was Fucker. cheaper than renting a couple movies. Was just getting Hulu and having the movies there. So I rented. Uh, I signed up and then immediately canceled. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. As long yeah. as they're not one of those asshole services that uh, that cancel everything if you cancel. No, no, yeah, it's, I, I'm good through my one month. So that's I, the reason I still have friggin' Audible because if you lose your credits if you cancel, and uh, I can never find enough enough books to download. I guess I should just fuck them off then because I don't listen to that many audiobooks anyway. But they've gotten me for months. You should get the uh, Shingles Volume One and One and or Two from Authors and Dragons. They're, I really should. They are very entertaining and uh, horrifying. Yeah, yeah, because I've I've got three of their books that I have not read yet. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's so hard to carve out time to read books. My book reading time is the same as my sleeping time, and uh, sleeping wins. Yeah, yeah, comic creating time. Yeah, or reading a comic book instead. Yeah. It, it seems to do that more because it's easier yeah yeah you could sit down and spend you know 15 minutes reading a comic book and you accomplish something you're done yeah you do that with a book you're like you're not even through a chapter or two you know yeah it's it's the difference of uh watching a sitcom on a monday night versus trying to watch a movie yeah yeah all right well um little business up top we are of course geek exploration the podcast you know that because you're listening to us we like to grab a little geeky topic like the predator and uh, talk about it for a couple hours or hour and a half. I don't know. Something longer than an hour. Generally. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, I think when we first started, we, we were thinking an hour and it just never worked out to that. No. Uh, well, you can, uh, if you want to interact with us, you can, you can email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the show, social medias, Facebook, Geek Exploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast. Or Twitter at Geeksplore Pod, or you can call us, and that's the best way to do it, because we will play your voicemail on the show. That number is uh, 916-ORC-TURD, 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. Uh, leave a message there. It can be about a topic you want, a topic you we already talked about. It could be anything. It could be what to serve with your chicken cutlets for dinner tomorrow night. But hopefully it'll be in like Scallop two potatoes. weeks ahead. Yeah. Yeah, because if, if it's tomorrow night, we won't we won't get back to you that quick. Yeah, yeah, give us at least a week or so to respond. Yeah, but speaking of which, do we have any voicemails? You say that like we do. No. 
No. Okay. No, I was just expecting no. Because <laughs> I, I, I thought about that earlier. I was like, you know what? I'll just I'll just go ahead and ask because if the answer is yes, then we should just play it before the very end when people have already tuned out. That's that's probably because I don't think uh, we announced what the topic was to anybody, did we? I think we did announce did we? that it was ro- going to be robots. I'm pretty sure we did. No, I think we might oh, have well, forgotten to announce it entirely. Oh, or good. I might have cut it out if we did because by the time we knew that we didn't. In any case, it's the Predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I watched. I went and watched Prey just um, for funsies because I heard it was really good. Spoiler: It was. And then I started backtracking and watching more Predator movies. So I sent you a text like, "Hey, you want to you want to talk about Predator?" Eh? I thought it was. It might have been kind of late notice, but uh, yeah, you were into it. So. Yeah, and we had Predator on the brain because uh, we recorded with Gate Leapers a Predator versus Alien or Predator and Alien combined. Mm-hmm game show and i think that comes out thursday so check out the gate leapers feed for that that gem but it got our brain in into uh predator mode yeah yeah we were we were two ways we were thinking in heat signatures yeah and so i was yeah when you mentioned that i was like fuck yeah i'm down because i've been meaning to rewatch predator for a long time it's been like on my list of things to do yeah and uh this was a good excuse to do that. Plus, Prey came out. I wanted to see that. Those are the only two I got to. I wanted to check out Predators again because I, I remember enjoying it. Wait, what? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Never mind. I was thinking The Predator. Oh, no. Yes, no. I <laughs> did not enjoy Ooh. The Predator. Uh, and then I, I've never seen AVP Requiem. So I was like, I should watch that because it's the only one in the series I haven't seen. But uh, I had the my niece and my nephew over last night. And uh, I, I don't think their mother would appreciate them watching predator movies with me yeah fucking kids ruin everything huh i asked him what the scariest movie they'd watched was and and, and it was like uh paddington 2 the sequel one of the i can't remember what it was called but the the sequel to like the shark boy and lava girl movies <laughs> like okay this is probably scarier than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah significantly yeah, yeah i um you know i i watched i watched prey and then i just started working my way backwards because you had told me oh, that that predators was good so i was and i'd only ever seen the very end of it um so i went and watched it and and um enjoyed it we'll talk about it and then i was like you know what? i'll just keep working my way back you know so then i watched predator 2 uh with danny glover i probably hadn't seen that in at least 25 years yeah yeah, same here it's been a while and uh and then i watched the original so i i feel i feel good and 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 uh predator yeah yeah i guess yeah because i'd predated (laughs) i'd seen the uh the first um avp years ago and i feel like like that was good enough i never saw requiem either and i've never seen the predator based on your what's the opposite of a recommendation decommendation yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> oh man, we're waking, we're making up all sorts of words today. <laughs> this is gonna be great. Um, so, fucking Predator, man, it's so good. Uh, it, is. But, it, it is. I mean, it is like the like the original one is the quintessential '80s action movie for me. Do we want to do first impressions first before we jump right into the movie? Yeah, Ben, what's your first impression from the uh, the Predator uh, franchise? Well, thankfully, it was uh, Predator. Unfortunately, though, it was on television. <laughs> Edited. <laughs> <laughs> Which, this movie uh, is missing some gems when you edit it like that. It was still good. Like I mean, I mean, I was, I don't know, 12 or something, somewhere mm-hmm. around that age. So it was still awesome because you still got to see 
you know, the predator, you got to see him face off against Arnold at the end. Uh, there wasn't any, you know, they'd cut all the cursing out and all the really good gore out of it, but yeah, but you got the point. I mean, that guy got killed by the predator. Like you don't necessarily know how dramatically it was. Yeah. You see Carl Weathers get blasted, but you don't see his arm drop to the ground with a machine gun still shooting. Yes. Exactly. I remember that specifically. Exactly. So like it, it cuts some of the, the over the top stuff, which I mean, to be fair, that's what this movie's all about. Like you are, you are missing something watching this, the TV edit of this movie. But, uh, as a young boy, it was, uh, it was still great. It was still, you know, more testosterone in this movie than I had ever had in my body up to that point. Yeah. I was sold. Yeah. On predator after that and, uh, sold a, a fake bill of goods because they didn't quite live up to my expectations from then, then forward. It seemed, man, if I had a nickel for, for every time I watched an edited movie and then later on in life watched the unedited and I'm just like, holy shit. You know, cause the way I was raised, we did not have rated R movies ha- uh, handy. Was there a place you could go to like rent the TV edit? No, no, we we just we'd tape it off TV. We did oh. a lot of off TV taping. Oh yeah. Um, this was years before the I, the company I remember doing it was Clean Flicks, where they would take a movie and edit it, and then there were some like lawsuits because they were redistributing the movies edited but i mean it was oh, but basi- didn't have rights to them i mean it was basically for for mormon families well i think actually what i think would happen is ooh, i don't know for certain but it may have been this where like a person would purchase a movie send it to them and then they would send them back an edited copy oh interesting that is a that is a curious loophole yeah but and then there were all sorts of like people all up in arms about you know you're taking away the the artistic uh, integrity of the movie. It's like fuck off. People just people want to watch Terminator Two without so many fucks. And are there any boobs in that? I don't think there are. I don't, not not in part two. I don't think so. It's the one thing it's missing. <laughs> just just one or two boobs. Just throw them in there somewhere, Jim. Yeah. Like um, like airplane. Just have someone run in front of the camera, <laughs> shake them real quick, and run away. <laughs> every movie needs that batman would have been much yeah. better yeah yeah um but my first impression was i i'm i think like my first full first impression i think was predator 2 to be honest oh, really? to be honest like i think i knew of predator and i you know i know that iconic cover image of arnold you know with the with the machine gun but i remember being at a friend's house and watching it may have been the entirety of, of the movie. Like for a second, I thought maybe it was just a snippet, but I remember seeing the end, but I also remember seeing, um, the penthouse scene when, um, when the predator kills that dude and, oh, he doesn't kill the lady that he's banging, but then a bunch of people rush in and he kills them and then leaves their bodies skinned. Yeah. Hanging from, from the rafters. And it didn't hit me until just now when, with you talking about the edited version of part one, is that I didn't realize until more, you know, in my adult years that they did that in the first one. And it's probably because I watched the edited one at Preston's when I was a kid. So I thought the whole skinning a person and hanging them upside down was a oh, creation of Predator 2. Yeah. That they, that, so when I was watching like Predators and, and uh, maybe even Prey, I can't remember right off the top of my head, but like seeing them, I was like, oh, cool. They continued that from part two. And then, you know, I, I had, I had totally forgotten about it from part one. And then when I was watching it just earlier this week, I was like, oh shit. Oh yeah. Jim Hopper there. But yeah, it was, uh, it was Predator 2. And I had a poster that came out at the same time as Predator 2. I meant to look it up to just to relive it, but it was like a 
it was the predator standing, just standing there like a publicity shot. And it had like, like little descriptions of like, of his gadgets and stuff and like little arrows pointing oh, to where cool. they were on him. Yeah. And it had like his staff and like the, the disc thing that he, uh, that he throws. It was cool. I want that poster still. Yeah. That sounds I, rad. I, 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 I should track it down again. Yeah. That would look good right here. Yeah. I think it, I think it was oversized. I don't know if, no, cause I think I bought it at Rayleigh's, so it would have to be regular size. Definitely wasn't life size. No. Because uh, Predator was big. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he, was a, he was a big, big dude. You want to get into the first movie? Yeah, let's do it. This is where it all started. This movie is so fucking good. Holy shit. It is fucking turbo testosterone overload. Like, it is, holy shit. Like, uh, when, when I was talking to, when I was talking on like a group chat, that you were there for. So I don't know. It, it's weird that I'm like telling you the story. <laughs> um, but to the listeners, uh, we had a buddy that described it by saying few films of the decade rival its superb toxic masculinity. Dutch showed me what a man should be. And I was like, that's, that's such a perfect, like, like me- a memorial tagline for that movie. Well, and, and I mean, it is super masculine and it, there's probably, a, there's definitely some toxic masculinity in there, but uh, not that much. Like maybe like, uh, Jesse Ventura's character is probably the most toxically masculine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, I mean, for their situation, I think that's the appropriate amount of masculinity. Yeah. And you know, when, when I read his quote, I read it like, like, like toxic would have had quotes around it, even though it was a text yeah. message and he didn't do that. Yeah, but he's no just context. like, yeah, yeah. Like what is now toxic mas- masculinity? Like this is the most superb example of it. You know, like it's, Oh, it's so brilliant. I absolutely love it. It's, it was weird. Like, I mean, I guess a little bit of a spoiler for the gate leapers episode, like Jason, who's, I mean, he's like 10 years younger than us, I think Okay, something around there. He, he had just watched predator for the first time and he wasn't super impressed, but you know, he's grown up in a very different world than we did. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I guess it's just through our lens of like, you know, if you grew up on like late nineties action movies, 80s action movies are pretty fucking over the top. Yeah. Like they're, I mean, they're excessive. They've got like the little one-liner quips, which are like, like when Arnold throws the fucking machete and it sticks the guy and he says, stick around. Stick around. (laughs) I mean, I love that shit. It's like, I, you know, I don't need it. The movie doesn't have to take itself super seriously all the time. Like seriously enough to like keep tension and stuff up, Mm -hmm. but like little one-liners and shit like that. and, And I mean, this movie is so fucking quotable. There's not that much dialogue in it. Yeah. And what, but most of the dialogue that's there is solid fucking gold. Yeah. They make good use of it. I mean, this, this may be blasphemous, but to be honest, I'd forgotten about the, the couple little quips, like the stick around. And then he's got one more about a guy that got blown up or something like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But shortly thereafter, like yeah. it's not even far that far after the stick around one. To be honest, I'd forgotten about him and I didn't really care for him. Like I love I love cheesy quips in cheesy action movies, but for some reason it just, it sat wrong with me in Predator. Be like, if I'm watching Running Man, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Give it to me. Um, Or like, you know, Cobra with, uh, with Stallone. I can see that because for the most part, outside of those couple quips, the movie does take itself pretty seriously. Yeah. It's got muscles and guns and explosives and killing and dismemberment it's got a monster and uh like even though i say it had guns i still feel i need to make a distinction with it also has a minigun like it's it's got a fucking gatling gun 
Like, for real. These are all real practical effects. They're in the Mexican jungle, and they are fucking, like, mowing down trees with bullets. Yes. Oh, that scene is so bad. What the fuck? They're going whole hog here. I mean, it's got 1,500 pounds of grade-A Hollywood beef in it. I mean, these guys are just fucking <laughs> massive between... Carl Weathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jesse the Body Ventura, and um, Sonny Landham. Yeah, and Bill Dukes. Oh, yeah, and Bill Dukes, yeah. Yeah. And then... Oh, and Shane Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he and, the, uh, and the, the other guy who's... I can't remember his, his name in the, uh, in the movie, but he's like the, uh, like the Latino guy. He's the guy that gets hit with the log. Yes, yeah. They, yeah. They, uh, they're the, the... Normal, kind-sized guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, I mean... I wouldn't surprise me if they were bigger than me. They're just standing next to these fucking hulking monstrosities, yeah, giant <laughs> dudes. Well, and then you've got Kevin Peter Hall mm -hmm. who played the predator. Who's seven foot fucking two. Oh, it's seven two. I, I, I yeah, I knew he was in the seven foot He's range. Damn huge. It, it, he was the same guy that played Harry and Harry and the Hendersons. Yep. So he's like Sasquatch sized. It was, it was interesting <laughs> when I, uh, when I, saw that fact and then i started thinking about like some of the ways that harry walks like you can you can sort of see see some similarities in the in the uh his performance as the predator because he and he was the predator in parts one and two um yeah. before he sadly passed away well i mean yeah you gotta you make that suit to fit that man i mean you're gonna <laughs> like who the hell else are you gonna find to fit it yeah uh, he was also the helicopter pilot that takes him away at the end. So, like, he got, like, some on-screen time with his actual face. Yeah, I Not saw... Not much, but some. <laughs> I, I saw a, a snippet of John McTiernan saying, like, like he felt bad that Kevin Peter Hall was was just locked up in that suit the whole time. So he gave him that pilot role so he could actually get some face time. Well, yeah, especially coming off of Harry and the Hendersons, where he also got no face time. I mean, what are you going to do with a seven-foot-two dude? He's He's not going to be fucking being a basketball movie maybe? yeah exactly I mean, I yeah, yeah the kareem abdul jabbar story since we're talking about the predator should we talk about who was originally the predator because he's he's a little different yeah originally they they had a much different design for the predator like he looked like a weird like reptilian bird insectoid thing that had like you know inverted knees so the actor had to essentially walk on stilts and he had like like waggly arms and like they're kind of looked like the demogorgon with like a bird skull on top yeah yeah instead of a flower face yeah yeah you're not yeah wow that that's an astute observation and uh but, oh, but you know to cut to the, they had uh sean claude van damme in that suit originally yeah. which he's what like maybe 510 yeah, yeah, I'd say he's on the yeah. shorter he, end Yeah, he's of definitely not a tall man. And, and I guess he was complaining because he couldn't move in the suit. And, yeah, I mean, they're in the Mexican jungle. That thing has got to be hot as fuck. Yeah. Go ahead and look it up, saying to the listeners, not to you. Like, it, um, it looks pretty awful. I mean, it's not as bad as I expected it to be when, when I heard about it. Like, I looked at it, I'm like, okay, I mean... I could see with some post-production and, and something like that could look cool, but it doesn't look anywhere near as good as the Predator that we got. Yeah, the thing is they would have to they would have to shoot around it. They would yeah. they would have to shoot around its obvious failings. Cause when you see that thing moving and running, it looks like um I'm thinking back like 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 fucking like Star Trek original series level. Like it's just like the pieces are like wobbling off of the actor. You know, it it doesn't actually look like an organic creature. Yeah. Maybe if they didn't have that like 
that like dinosaur extendo neck with the head on top and just had like a regular head, it might it might look yeah, better. Yeah, but th- then the predator would have only been five foot ten tall. <laughs> well, th- shoot around it. <laughs> How's he going to pick Arnold up by the neck? Movie magic. <laughs> I mean, Gandalf isn't isn't, or I guess the hobbits aren't fucking two and a half feet tall in in Lord of the Rings either. I don't know if, if he quit or if they were just like, all right, we need to go a completely different direction because, they, you know, they basically they looked at the costume. Van Damme hated the costume. Everybody else also hated the costume. Like they, they weren't big fans of it. It just wasn't working. And so they called up Stan Winston and was like, hey, man, can you make a costume? Like, we need a better costume for this Predator. Like, here's the here's the script. Here's the idea. And I guess Stan Winston was on a, on a plane with uh, Jim Cameron. And they were going over stuff, and Jim Cameron was like, hey, you know what I've always wanted to see? Mandibles. I want to see a monster with mandibles. And and so Stan Winston was like, all right. And uh, that's where we got the Predator's creepy face. Yeah, like you said, I mean, the, 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 people, the people on production, when they first even saw the suit, they were just like, oh, fuck no. Like, like what, the, what is this? <laughs> and they, yeah, they, they did end up shooting for like two or three days, first with Van Damme, then he said he couldn't do it. So then they had a stunt guy in there and the stunt guy was also like, this fucking sucks. So yeah, it was through Arnold Schwarzenegger that, uh, that they got Stan Winston cause they'd worked together on, uh, on Terminator with Jim Cameron. Oh yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, Stan Winston, holy shit. What a legend. I mean, even, even just like these three properties that, that we're sort of talking about Terminator, Predator and linked with Predator is aliens. Like he's responsible for all of those. God bless him. Yeah. Like what a what a what a what a God hero. did bless him. Yeah. With special effects awesomeness. Yeah. I mean the special effects in this movie in general are are pretty good. The, I mean the, I think the thing that's lacking the most is probably that you know the heat vision is you know from modern standards like going back and watching it it's like you know like okay like I it's cool because uh, I like the idea of framing things through the monster's eyes mm-hmm. instead of seeing the monster as much. But it's got that weird buzzing noise the whole time, and it's and like you could barely you could barely tell what anything is. Like, how is this guy hunting effectively if this is all he sees? Like, this is <laughs> this is terrible. Oh no! Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> Fuck! I never even thought about that. Like tree branches and leaves and stuff that he's interacting with all the time. He's got to be hitting his head on shit all the time. I mean, like he, you can kind of see it. It's kind of there. And I guess they had to film it, film everything twice or with like two cameras. Yep. One to, to like the, do the background of the drone because they tried to do it through like a regular heat vision camera and uh, apparently it was worse. So <laughs> they're like, all right, let's uh, switch this up and, and get it, got uh, to shoot the jungle with one camera and the, the people with another one. Yeah. And, and they, they would have to shoot it simultaneously. And I guess it took like, like three hours to set up a shot for, for like a three second clip thing. And they had like a dude that had to be out there like, like measuring specifically where they shoot so they could actually um, like, like uh, optically composite it afterwards so they could put one piece of film over the other and match them up. Uh, you know, I think I'm much better at turning off my, my logic brain when I'm watching a movie. So when I do that, like it just, it feels like home, no matter what movie I'm watching with the predator. Like when I see that, I'm just like, Oh, yeah, that's what it's supposed to, that's what it's supposed and to I love like. that sound. It was fine for the shorter shots. There was one shot that was like two minutes long and I was like, all right, like I can't even like halfway through. I think it's when they're in the camp and he's looking down and he like sees the cigar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he tosses the cigar off. 
And it got to a point where like, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. Like, what, what is this supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. It was good in, in small measures, but I don't know if it, uh, it, it doesn't age quite as well as pretty much everything else. This was the same thing with like the invisibility thing. Like it, yeah, it is a little hokey looking by modern, like CG standards and stuff, but yeah. And you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have an interesting time the next time I watch predator, um, you know, cause looking in behind the scenes, they shot all the, the camouflage stuff with the old predator design they shot it with a like it was a red version of the old predator oh, really? suit so i mean you don't see it so yeah. i guess as long as it looks roughly human you're good right? yeah like that's that's what i'm gonna have to look for because i don't know if they if they did any any reshoots i didn't i didn't see anything about reshoots with a red normal predator suit it's interesting watching the footage of the the red original predator suit running around because then they could cut it out and do the effect on top of it yeah, it's pretty, it's incredibly goofy looking Yeah, as this like bright red foam rubber thing. It looks like a, like a children's show, um, character yeah, totally. or like, you know, not even power Rangers level, like superhuman samurai cyber squad, <laughs> except it's all one color. Like yeah. They didn't even bother to paint it. Uh, and I mean, shooting out in the jungle too. The, I mean, I guess like pretty much the entire cast got Montezuma's revenge. Oh, so they geez. were out there in the, in the, the Mexican, I guess they told him like, Hey guys, we're shooting this in Acapulco. And they're like, all right, cool. And then they get there and they're like, all right, it's like two and a half hours into the jungle that way. And they're like, yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, going to, to even earlier, this movie was, uh, was written by a pair of brothers. Um, shit. And I had the page up. Thomas no, it was, Thompson. It was John and Jim something. Yeah, this movie was written by brothers Jim and John Thomas. <laughs> we had both components there. Yeah. Um, and this was just a spec script that, that it wasn't commissioned by anyone, and they just sort of slid it on the sly uh, to, a, uh, to an executive. Yeah, they slid it literally under his door. Yeah. Which, can you still do that? That's awesome. Like, you can, but it will go directly into the trash. Oh yeah, what a bummer! I mean, yeah. like, think about it. What what if he had just taken that script and put it directly into the trash, and there'd be no predator? Like I'm, like read that shit, man. That's the problem because what if, what if he already had an idea similar, you know, that was similar to that cooking, and then they're going into production, and then John and Jim Thomas are like, "What the fuck? He stole our idea!" That's why you can't read unsolicited scripts. Um, this was uh, produced by Larry Gordon and John Davis and the legendary Joel Silver, who was apparently very hands-on uh, during the production. He he wasn't just a money man. Um, and it was directed by John McTiernan of Die Hard fame. Hell yeah. Which I feel like he's gotten a lot more credit for uh, for Die Hard. But, you know, like that's that's the movie that, uh, I mean, is it fair to say like like that's the movie that everyone's seen? Like it's you're you're yeah. weird if you haven't seen, or if you don't know what Die Hard is, but maybe Predator's a little more niche. It's I guess, more genre. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Uh, they're both great. Yeah, like I. This one's a bit more cheesy, beefcakey. I mean, they they've got like like you said. I mean, you already listed off the guys earlier, but Jesse Ventura was a former Navy SEAL. Yeah, well, it was like, like a proto Navy SEAL, I think, right? Because I don't was, know. I'll, all I know is they called him a Navy SEAL. Yeah, he was in the uh, like, like underwater demolitions corps or something. It was like the precursor yeah. to the Navy SEALs because the Navy SEALs didn't exist yet. And and you know he was in Vietnam, so like th this was all kind of second nature to him. But but you know they got a bunch of actors, so they sent them to like a eight week boot camp 
in Puerto Vallarta where they fucking like put them through the ringer. It was like, like you were talking about realism earlier. Like they actually gave them military training and like, like, uh, you know, just fucking got them into tremendous shapes that are shapes <laughs> like triangles and squares <laughs> no, into tremendous shape. And they taught them weapons training. So by the time they got out there, like when I'm watching that movie, I'm not a professional. I don't, I don't know these things, but like when I'm watching them, they actually look, you know, like they know what they're doing. They're handling their weapons proficiently. They're using like hand signals and, and, you know, making routes and shit. And Jesse Ventura even said like, you know, like he wouldn't go to war with them, but, uh, but that, you know, he'd, he'd be in a movie with them where they're, where they're playing those, you know, like they did good enough. Apparently like, like the competition with, uh, with all of these fucking muscle bound, uh, dudes got so great that they were like getting up at like four in the morning so they could go to the gym without anyone knowing. So then when they show up on set, all fucking ripped and cut, they, they, you know, people would just think that it's natural. And it was like a competition between them. Uh, yeah, I guess Carl Weathers would get up like even earlier than everybody else and hit the gym first. Yeah. So that, so that when everyone else was working out in the gym at like five in the morning, like he would just roll in, like he just got out of bed later on. And they were like, how the fuck does this guy keep looking like this? (laughs) We never see him in the gym. I heard him tell a story about like going in and seeing some guys in the gym. So he's like, oh, okay. He just went and got coffee until it emptied out just so they could, they could give up no secrets. Oh, and I, I heard, I can't remember if it was, if it was Joel Silver or one of, uh, one of the producers, they, they like invited to work out yeah. with him and, uh, just kept calling him a pussy. <laughs> like, Come on. That's all you can do. Do mm-hmm. some more. And like, you know, he was working out with those guys. He said he couldn't walk for like three days after that. He was yeah. just completely fucking worked. Like, it'd be awesome to go work out with those guys, but... No, it wouldn't. I would, uh, it, it, like, the idea would be awesome. The reality it'd would be, be horrible. It would be awesome to be there. But, <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Uh, okay, so, I was watching a, a little, like, making of documentary. And, um, they they had a little thing that... I'm, I'm trying to figure out the truth to this. So, they have Jesse Ventura saying, like... Yeah, you know, I was looking at, at the at the costume measurements and stuff, oh, yeah. and my biceps were an inch bigger than Arnold's. And you're like, oh, shit. But then it goes to Arnold, and, like, I can't tell if Arnold's just, like, if he's got on the spot, like, no, fuck that. Like, like you know, charm and charisma, because he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I told them to do that, to, to make it look like, like his arms were one inch bigger. And then when we measured them, mine were three inches bigger. Well, yeah, like, I, the, the way I heard it was yeah, the, like, he'd paid off the, one of the costume department people to, to, to mention offhandedly to him that his biceps were an inch bigger than Arnold's. Huh. And then like Jesse, you know, he was feeling all good about himself and, and he, and so he thought, I'm going to bet Arnold that I've got bigger biceps oh, and they bet, right. they bet a bottle of champagne on it. And Arnold was like, all right, I'll take that. And then they measured me. Yeah. And then he was like three inches bigger than Jesse Ventura. Jeez. The film itself is full of testosterone, but production also was like these guys. I mean, you look at these guys, like they, they, they are gym rats. Like they are the amount of time you got to put into your body to get it looking like that yeah. is absurd. Insane. I mean, and Carl Weathers had already done it for uh for the rocky movies too like as apollo creed he's just fucking cut yeah um i mean i guess of course arnold and jesse ventura had done it too now sonny landham i don't know his work and i don't know anything about him but you don't watch a lot of 70s porno because apparently he did at least like three or four different 
porno films. Oh shit! I had no idea he, in the in the late seventies. I mean, he's a big dude. Yeah, but but as uh, as Comanche uh, uh, Billy. Like he, he did a, he was fantastic to me as like, as like a native American, you know, like, but modern kind of, kind of portraying the intuition, yeah. you know? And like, I, I hope it's, I hope like native Americans don't watch this and think that it's just like a caricature because, because it, it, it felt, it felt more reverent. Like it wasn't like a how white man, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wampum powwow firewater, you know, but yeah, and I, it, I think my biggest beef with this movie is Billy's off-screen death yeah his scream and that's it some bullshit like i mean like they're getting there they're running away and he's pretty sure he's gonna die in the jungle like he he mentions that earlier like we're all gonna die yeah and so he decides you know what fuck this i'm not gonna get blasted in the back i'm not gonna get shot through the chest i'm gonna go hand to hand with this yeah he draws a line in the sand and cuts his chest open it drops his vest off and he's just standing there it's like i want to see him square off against the predator even if the predator fucking takes him out fairly quick yeah I want to. I want to see his last stand. Yeah, and see him get one cut in. Yeah, you know, just like. Yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe two, but I guess Sonny Landham. I, you know, I don't know about him off screen either, but they apparently had to hire a bodyguard. Yes. And I, I, I was like, oh, bodyguard, weird. Is he somebody important? And no, it's they had to hire a bodyguard to protect people from him. So I don't know if he just has like a volatile temper, or if he's just a super party monster, or what, but. I think both. I looked into it to, to try and get a little bit of background on it. And he, I mean, I guess he just kind of had a history of um, losing his temper and breaking things and hitting people. And I, I guess he went to jail for a while for, you know, uh, not to, I don't think he beat his wife, but like made like uh, threatening and obscene comments to her, like, you know, yelling at her and putting probably, the fear into her. Yeah. Yeah. He had a history of, you know, getting drunk and beating people up and, and getting, you know, he's just a, a scrapper, gets in fights. He, you know, he was, he was like the eighties macho man version of Ezra Miller. So the studio <laughs> wouldn't insure, uh, having Sonny Landham, uh, in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Basically the insurance company said, yeah, you need to hire someone to protect the rest of the crew from this guy. Otherwise we're not going to insure your movie, which is hilarious. Yeah. So let's talk about get to the Chapa because when we were on gate leapers, uh, I think it was Jason said that, that like he didn't realize how like subdued the the get to the chopper line was and i was like i remember like get to the chopper like like screaming it at the lady and i had just seen that in a clip and i didn't realize he says it twice he does yeah and the, the first one is more subdued yeah and and when i watched it this this time i was i was like oh shit like that's what jason saw i was like that i was so confused by that but boy that thing sure has taken on a life of its own like i mean I, and i think most people's impressions of it is more extreme than it is even when he yells it. Yeah. It's 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 more Arnoldy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question for you. I meant to to pose this up top, but but we we moved in a different direction. Instead of just like like with Terminator just saying this is what it is, I'm going to ask. Is this movie kind of a slasher? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I like mean, yeah, sci-fi this, slasher? this is absolutely. You've got your they're all being hunted and picked off one by one. I mean, it's I mean, it's not far off of a, you know, Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. you know, where there's there's some unseen thing that you get glimpses of, you know, taking people out one by one. Yep. Gory deaths. Yeah. I, I think it's absolutely a slasher. It's like, but it's just got a sci-fi theme to it. But I mean, even the sci-fi is just, it's an alien. That's the only thing that's really. Yeah. He's got a laser gun. Yeah. 
So why the fuck isn't Terminator a slasher? No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to open that up. Uh, <laughs> let's see. There's a lot more slashing in this than in Terminator. Terminator does a lot more shooting. He doesn't do... He doesn't. Yeah, he punches a hole in someone right in the beginning. That's cool. Punching is not slashing. But that's more slasher fair. <laughs> fucking hate you sometimes. No. <laughs> um, so... One thing I learned from this movie is that John McTiernan loves to draw, to draw, loves to shoot people flying through the air. Like there are so many, like from below, like people oh, like we, flying over the camera. When they're, when when they're blowing the camp up, especially. Yeah. yeah. And like everyone gets, well, I mean, here's the thing about filming a movie. You, it's hard to actually blow people up. So, <laughs> How do you know? You've never made a movie. But I've blown a lot of people up. Uh, <laughs> So if you, yeah, like you, you put the explosion behind them and they kind of have to jump and dive away from it. Yeah. But yes, there are a lot of like over the head shots of people doing flips out of whatever they're in. Yeah. And like, I don't know who directed Last Action Hero, but for some reason, I feel like they did that a lot there too. And now I'm wondering if it was just, if it was on purpose, because it was like a trope. I mean, there's quite a bit of that in like Rambo 2 as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's watch, rewatching it, that's what it was reminding me of, was Rambo 2. Though, speaking of blowing people up, they did have a couple people that they caught on fire. On accident? No, on, I mean, just like as part, you know, like, dude, I'm assuming, okay. assuming he's in a fire suit, but yeah. like, like the guy getting out of the car, you know, there, I think there was at least two people that were fully engulfed in flames, and I always appreciate that in a movie. Yeah. Right? That's uh, going uh, above and beyond what you really need to do. Especially, like, you can also appreciate it from, from the lens of, like, we got to see people on fire in movies, and then we had to sit through the years of them figuring out how to do it in CGI. And like, I'm—they still don't have it fully figured out. But like, especially early CGI flames, like fires, very hard yeah, to, to, it's very to animate and yeah. random. It's and, like water. Yeah, and it, it it looked like fucking trash city. Like it was it was gross. Yeah, cut it out. Just light this guy on fire. I know you can do it. Yeah, I've seen it done before. It looks fantastic. I've done it on accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why don't we just talk about the the final showdown with uh, with the predator? Because that 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 to me is where like I feel like I've seen that scene more times than anything else. Because when I was a kid, I didn't really watch the predator all the way through. Really? To be honest, I thought it was kind of boring when I was a, when I was a little kid because there's just a lot of stalking through the woods, and maybe it was because I was watching the edited version. But like the end, it, it gets exciting after he gets the mud on him. It's fucking go time to the end of the movie, which is probably only like 10, 15 minutes from that point. But he's, yeah. he's building all the traps, you know, just like getting himself set. Like it, that's when it gets really exciting for me. You know, the, that's when all the action really happens. So as a kid, you know, that's what I lived for. I watched that scene more than anything. It wasn't until I was. To miss all the good gory deaths. Like there's no gory death in the, at the end there. Again, I didn't, I didn't see gory death leading up to that watching it edited. It wasn't until I was, I was a young adult where I actually sat down and watched it from beginning to end. And I was like, whoa, this is really good. And I feel like when I watched it earlier this week, like I got kind of sad because I was like, I should have been enjoying this for so many more years, but I didn't understand it when I was younger. Like this should have been one of those movies that I watched once a year. You know, it, yeah, but it, but it, it hasn't been. And, uh, I'm going to change that for the gory deaths. Like, I mean, the kind of like a standard slasher movie, like one thing I appreciate, like everyone gets killed differently. Yeah. Like no one's, no one gets killed quite the same. Like, uh, Shane Black's guy, the first dude, he gets gutted and like drug away. You don't really see too much. Jesse Ventura gets, you know, blown through the chest. Mm -hmm. 
Mac gets his head blown off. Dylan gets his arm, like one of his arms cut off and then stabbed. Uh, let's see who else was up. I don't know what happened to fucking yeah, to Billy. Billy. Uh, who else was there? Uh, the, there was the log crush. Oh, the log. Well, yeah, he crushed him with the log and then killed him. How did he actually die at the end? Like when he caught up to him? Oh, no, I was talking about the the, the dude. Yeah. Because oh. remember, he gets crushed by the log and then like, oh, that's they're right. carrying, they're him, carrying through, him out. Yeah. The jungle. And then I think he gets, I think he just gets shot. Like, like an energy blast. Yeah. Do they show it through the chest or something? Something. Yeah. Cause it's when he, it, that's when Arnold does the big get to the chopper yell mm. because he's like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, you get to, you get to the chopper lady. I'm going to, I'm going to go this way and yeah. fucking draw this thing's fire. That's it's, when he falls in the mud, takes his big well, tumble. Well, yeah. It's when he, when he goes down the waterfall and then like, I noticed like the, the, the stunt double going, like falling down the waterfall. Is very clearly not Arnold. That guy is like <laughs> half his size. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that final scene when when Arnold finally gets to take charge. Like, he, as cheesy as it'll sound, like he becomes the predator. Yes. Uh, like it's it's funny all these all these like parallels. It's like these guys are predators, but this is a real predator, and now they're the prey. But then Arnold becomes the predator, and now, um, but I love how how he you know gets the upper hand, and then like that that part like. There's that, that suspense that I had when I was a kid, when Arnold's like got himself into there and there's the trip wire and he like sees it and stops and he's doing like the, come on, yeah. I'm here, kill me, I'm here, and come on. Gets up and walks around it and <laughs> yeah. hops down on the other side and he's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he, he gets the, gets crushed with the, uh, with the log that there's no way Arnold would be able to pull up on a pulley system like that. Right. Uh, like when you see him doing it in the movie and he's just like, like one tug at a time. And it's like, he's fucking Arnold, man. He's giant. Like the thing has to be like 800 pounds. Oh God. I bet it's a, a log that size, especially if it was anywhere near fresh cut. It's probably 5,000 pounds. <laughs> okay. I don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know from trees. It better be going around a really strong branch, too. Yeah. but you know, whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. But, you know, one thing that always turned me off as a kid when, you know, when the predator does his little beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, and then it's a countdown because he's going to kill himself. He's been bested. I always hated his laugh. Really? Like that loud echoing laugh. It sounded really stupid to me. And it wasn't until this viewing. That you realized he was mimicking it's Billy's, Billy's laugh. laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Because he says right before, he, he what does he say before that too? Oh. Oh, he, he just repeats the, what the hell are you? Oh, he, re okay. he repeats Dutch's, you know, when Dutch asked, what the hell are you? Yeah. What, you know, cause he's like, what the hell are you? Like, how did you kill me? How did you best me? And then he's like, you know what? Fuck it. We're both going out and, yeah. and does Billy's weird ass laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never tried to do it. So I don't know how I did. Um, you can call us at 916 or <laughs> tell me what you thought about that. <laughs> Please do. Um, now, one last thing I want to talk about with this movie is the score. It's by Alan Silvestri. It is like on its surface, just like quintessential, like 80s oh, action yeah. film. With all the timpani uh, and, yeah. and little, just, just like. Like little, yeah, little like horn bursts. Yes, like yeah, little yeah. noises and stuff. Boop, 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 boop. Um, I think it got ruined for me. And I think the next time I watch the movie, I'm going to have a hard time. Can I ruin it? For, I'm going to ruin it for everyone. Yeah. Not just me. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, this sort of thing may not bother you at all, but I could not keep myself from hearing back to the future and Captain America, the first Avenger in that, like, like once I realized it was Alan Silvestri, 
Because at first I was like, the, the, the little like, you know, horn like, yeah. like that stuff sounded like Captain America. And I was like, who the fuck did this score? And I was like, oh, it's Sylvester. And then all of a sudden, like in all the action beats and stuff, I started hearing Back to the Future, which he also did. And well, to his credit, Predator came before Captain America. That's true. So Captain America sounds like the Predator. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They, but, s- they sound alike. And but I Back get- to the Future did come first yeah i can't i can't not hear captain america in those triumphant little horns that won't ruin it for me because uh because john williams not you the other one. Oh, <laughs> yeah because if, you, if you've if you've dealt with uh yeah your your superman star wars problem forever yeah, then well, and and a lot of other stuff that he does it sounds like i mean or uh, uh what's his name the guy that did dune uh, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. A lot of Hans Zimmer shit sounds yeah. very much the same. I mean, Danny Elfman. Yeah. 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 That. I mean, that is. That's why you buy a band's album because it's probably going to sound like the one you liked before. Yeah, it's just tough sometimes. I, I think. I think just just audio jumps out at me so much that it's tough sometimes. The Back to the Future one, because because tonally those are very different movies. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know Captain America and like you know a bunch of military dudes in a jungle fighting a monster not super far off feelings wise yeah yeah but back to the future is significantly different it'd be like if you heard it and you're like that's that reminds me a lot of the barney theme song (laughs) oh i think that would bother me more yeah that would put me off quite (laughs) a bit like wait hold on is that thomas the tank engine in the background (laughs) What what is happening um so what do you say do you want to take a break or do you want to talk predator 2 first Oh, let's get through Predator 2. I think I don't have a lot to say. Yeah. It's been uh, two decades or so since I've seen it. I remember it being pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, Alex from What's Your Spaghetti Policy ranked it as the worst Predator movie of all of them. Whoa. And I was like, well, I don't remember it being that bad. And he's like, no, it is hot trash. Like He said he liked The Predator more than Predator 2. And I was like, okay, I might need to revisit it. Because I, I remember it being okay. Like, it certainly wasn't as good as Predator. But uh, I feel like that's a bit of a hot take. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I don't know how, how you know, the society in general ranks Predator 2. Guess what? You that love movie, it? That movie's great. <laughs> I, I really, really enjoyed it. Maybe I was just in, like, Predator appreciation mode. But, like, you know, it, I mean, the tagline, or one of the many taglines, awful, awful taglines, but this was the best one I found is, this time, he's going to a different kind of jungle. I was like, yeah, the concrete jungle, the <laughs> sweaty, hot L.A. streets. They're, they're, it's That's in... the best one? Yeah. Oh, no. no. Oh, my goodness. Do you want me to look him up? Because, oh, no, it Do is. Do it. It is bad, bad. Okay, yeah. That's, that's worth the time. That's not great. Like, I get what they're going for, but, uh, oof. All right. Other taglines. We have pull over, park, and pray. That doesn't even make sense we have lions tigers bears oh my that's the wizard of oz (laughs) we have he's in town with a few days to kill oh my god silent invisible invincible the ultimate hunter this time los angeles 1997 wow yeah these are bad uh hunting season opens again then there's just the ultimate hunter i mean Plain and simple. I mean, yeah. I, I get that. That that one's it's not great, but uh, it's standing out in this field of turds. Yeah, and the, yeah, there, there's a few other just variations on on those ones, but yeah, like, and I had already had like a, a line in my notes about the concrete jungle, so I was like, all right, yeah, this time he's coming to a different kind of jungle. I, I, you know, I, 
1990, that is an appropriate tagline. Whatever uh, ad agency they hired, don't hire them. Yeah, they probably went out of business. Um, a lot of people know or don't know, but Predator 2 and like the the concept, the conceit behind it going into the city was uh, was inspiration for the people who made Babe when they were looking for a sequel. And they're like, hey, Babe, pig in the city. Let's do it. Really? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? No, it just popped in my head. <laughs> um, this flick uh... is also super macho, but you know, now they have the added conflict of the, uh, the Jamaican gangs versus the uh, Latinos. I don't remember if they were Mexican or what. It, it was 1990. It didn't matter. Yeah. They yeah. Were, they were all the same in the eyes of Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like every <laughs> European had a British accent. Yeah. You know, every, every South American or Central American just, just spoke uh, Mexican Spanish. Yep. But you know, th- this movie made me aware, especially after watching the other ones before going back to it, that all it really takes for a Predator movie is to just change the setting. You can change the time, but you, but like all the elements are still there. You've just got like, everyone is fucking macho and trying to, to one up each other and just like out yell and, uh, you know, just like out tough the other people, whether it's male or female, old, young, like that's, that's what a lot of these movies have in common here. And like uh, Danny Glover is fucking, he is great in this movie. Like when he and Gary Busey are trying to out tough each other, like in in each other's faces, they're fucking brilliant. And Danny Glover is fucking ripped, dude. There's just one scene where he's like changing his shirt and he's fucking, you know, he he was, he was hitting the gym also. He's not too old for this shit. (laughs) Yeah. Oh shit. And even though the movie takes place in 97, um, it was, it was released in 1990. I don't know why they wanted that 10 year gap. Uh, maybe it's, it was, it's more realistic if this happens in the future. You have six years to worry. Is the predator coming to Los Angeles? Yeah. Oh, and, and you know, I wonder if uh, if maybe that was just the the writers thinking like, okay, let's set a precedent that the predator comes down every ten years. I mean, they kind of set the idea that he that he comes down when it's hot in the first one. It's like anytime there's a really hot summer, he comes. You know that I I totally forgot that. And watching them backwards, it probably didn't uh, didn't make sense to me. But L.A., it, I mean, the way it's shot too, like it's just looking fucking hot and gross. Like yeah. everybody is just sweaty and dirty and disgusting. Like everyone looks like they're sticky and smelly. One of my notes on the first one was Mac is the sweatiest person on earth because <laughs> he's just like oh yes. soaking wet. All the time, like just dripping, pouring wet constantly. And, and like, and you know, he's, he's got an even darker skin tone than like Carl Weathers and, and like, he is just shiny. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's like he's chrome plated over and... him constantly. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Like, I mean, like comparing him to like the other people. I mean, maybe you could just see it more because of his complexion. But I think he's way more wetter than everybody else or it just beads up on him more. Yeah. And other people just kind of like sloughs off. Maybe it just catches more light. You just see more light reflecting. <laughs> he was just like, it was like before ever seen someone was spraying him with a spray bottle or something. I don't think they were. I think they were just in the jungle and it was fucking hot. It's almost like, like he's got like, like water resistant skin yeah. or something. And so it, it beads like up. Cause like everyone else looks like they just got oiled up, yeah. you know, like, yeah. like the, like the eighties movie standard, but yeah. Everyone looks gross, but honestly, this movie is, is just, it's a straight up predator movie. Like, like it, it's the predator fucking coming down to hunt. He's, you see him picking and choosing who he goes after. You know, he's going after the people 
who the are predators. threatening. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. He's, he is the predator of predators. Like he's not there to hunt unarmed people. Like, yeah. He's not there to just kill people. He wants to kill. He wants to hunt the dangerous game. Yeah, and that was something that I never realized when I was younger. But like, it's it's a thread throughout all these movies. Like, he's yeah. not killing anybody who who isn't a threat. And and that was one thing that I that I loved about this movie is that like, you could sort of see some of that stuff in the first movie. I mean, he you know you saw it with uh with the the female character who was unarmed. And Arnold at one point like takes the gun away from her and says like No, you're like you need yeah. to. Stand. I was like, okay, once you've realized that, that's how macho these guys are. Is that they're like, okay, all we have to do is throw our weapons away and we can just walk out of here. This guy won't kill us, but we're not going to throw no, our guns away. No, we're going to fucking eat, kill eat this shit, guy. Eat shit. Yeah, we're, yeah we're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I loved about this movie is that, especially in the end, when, uh, spoiler, Danny Glover kills the Predator, and then the other Predators come out from you know the ship where they're at and they, they uncloak or decloak. And with really awful green screen effects because the ground's all smoky. I don't know why they did that. It really showed, you know, a little bit more of the warrior culture and like, you know, the way he presents him with the gun, you know, he gives them a a gift, a trophy, essentially, you know, because like the predator keeps the skulls, including the xenomorph um, on his trophy wall. But, you know, they they give him this uh, this old pistol, you know, it's it's like a good job, you know, like we're going to carry our fallen warrior off. And uh, congratulations, you did it. Like, shit, can I have a cool predator skull? What yeah, the fuck, no man? shit. Put your little skin dissolvey spray on there and let me have the predator skull. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if he kept the, uh, the, the throwing disc that he killed the predator with or if it was still stuck in him. That'd be a cool thing to have. Honestly, all of the predator's weapons would be cool to have. Yeah, sometimes I don't I don't get them. Like the the staff does a lot of things that I don't understand. It extends, it retracts, it can break off and come back together. I mean, yeah, go into two pieces and one side stabby, so you could like stab things with it. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty useful murder staff. Yeah, <laughs> it's got like a big thing on one side, so you know you can you can club people with it, and uh, it, like the you know the claws are awesome. Yeah, like yeah. those claws are fucking cool. The, the disc is rad, uh, you know, little shoulder mounted fucking laser guided cannon thing yeah, with, with the classic, you know, three laser dots when, yeah. when you see those, you know, like, like, you, you know, you know, you're fucked. Um, and in, uh, in predator two, Gary Busey is great. Gary Busey is like, great in everything. Like he, he's like a less stable Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah yeah i freaking love gary well busey. i mean and gary busey at some point like i th- i can't i can't say for sure on years but i'm I'm pretty sure this is close enough to like point break like this is like point break yeah. level gary busey yeah and there was a time where i think it was in the in the mid 90s maybe he got in like a car accident or a motorcycle accident or something and that's when he really became like unhinged gary busey like i'm I, i'm pretty sure i'm not speaking out of turn when i say like he got brain damage uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that affected his, you know, everything from there. But I mean, yeah. his characters before that were still, they weren't like normal guys working in an office or anything. Like they were a little, uh, a yeah. little out there. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he's always had an eccentricity. Yeah, And And absolutely. this is like, like same thing with like Point Break. Like this, it's a really good level for him you know like like i said when he and danny glover like just trade barbs it's almost like one scene it's danny glover's turn to be tough guy the other scene is it's uh gary Busey's, and they just get to one-up each other and just their little fucking quips i don't know i mean to be honest 
I fully recommend going and watching Predator 2. I'm going to have to check it out because I remember enjoying it when I was younger. Yeah. Which, I mean, was when I saw it. It's probably, like I said, it's probably been 20 years since I've seen it. Dude, we're old as shit. Like, yeah. that, that movie came out 30 years ago and it's it's probably been almost that since oh, I watched geez. it from beginning to end. Yeah. So, and I remember, like, I remember not liking it as much as the first one, but I mean, it sounds like it still has all the elements of, I mean, the, I mean, the elements of a Predator movie are essentially there's a predator killing people like these are not plot heavy movies yeah and i appreciate that like they're not when they're good they're not yeah yeah like so like you look at the first predator the plot is these guys go into the jungle monsters monster starts picking them off they have you know yeah they have to survive that's it that's that's the entirety of the plot i mean there's something about you know why they went in there but that's just fucking pretext for what what they're doing in the jungle there's not really a plot to speak of no yeah there, there's no there's no real like character growth and hero's journey no it's it's a setup more than a plot yeah like here is the scenario in which this thing is going to occur let's watch it occur you get a little bit of of character development out of dutch to a degree but like you don't really get to see where it goes but like at the beginning he's like very um very confident and mm-hmm. he kind of gets broken down as time goes on he's like oh fuck everyone's dying and like he he doesn't panic, but he's you know he gets worn down by the predator over yeah. time, and then like when he goes fl- into survival mode, yeah, and then yeah, exactly, and then when he's flying out, I mean he looks broken, like he, he like when he's all just covered in mud and sitting in the helicopter, he's just like, I imagine like I'd be pretty done. tired and hungry and yeah, and traumatized, just, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, he is he, he, he like he he went out, he came out of that I'm sure a changed man, but you don't ever get to see it. That's something no. that happens later, like yeah. the post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. dutch is uh for another movie that they shouldn't make yeah i don't think arnold would would be in that movie i wonder if if in any of these movies they tried to write in like a, a traumatized dutch and arnold's like no fuck no <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that <laughs> i mean and the the reason why like like there was supposed to be a dutch if nothing else cameo but like dutch was supposed to i mean of course he was supposed to be in predator too but they i mean it, it came down to money in 1990, yeah, Arnold was not a cheap get. Yep, yeah, and, and I mean that was what just just pre T2 or was that when T2 came out? I don't know, but either way, like Arnold was fucking Arnold. It was just pre Kindergarten Cop and Jingle All the Way. So it was like, if you want him in your action movie, you're paying. Oh yeah. <laughs> you want to take a break or do you want to? Yeah, let's gloss over AVPs. Let's take a break and then we'll get to AVP when we get back. All right. It escalated and they started hearing what sounded like kids. Also at night and also in the kitchen. If you enjoy stories of the paranormal and the unexplained, join me for They're Not Shadows. No ads. Just spooky stories. Welcome back, Ben. Welcome back, John. Oh, sorry if that was so explosive. All of a sudden, I saw you press a button. I was like, "Oh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get me." So, what do you say? Let's go through the dark time. Of, uh, of Predator. And we spoke uh, at length about that first one. And I think that was the right thing to do. Yeah, that's the one that matters. So 
We've got our AVPs, our aliens versus Predator. So after, you know, people saw the Predator skull in, um, in the Predator, or sorry, whoa, hey, Xenomorph skull in the Predator ship at the end of Predator 2. I feel like I said Predator way too many times in the last, like, 16 you seconds. You say, what, like, Aucha? Oh, Aucha, Yaucha. Yaucha, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, the uh, Yaucha. But uh, don't. Yeah, yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> uh, you know, people were clamoring for these two alien species to go at each other. They're both like prime killing machines. Where could you go wrong? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you where. You get Lance Henriksen to play uh, to play Mr. Wayland, and you go to Antarctica to a pyramid under the ice because apparently predators. Uh, in, in in this movie's canon, have been coming to Earth for years. They were also responsible for teaching humans how to build the pyramids. And uh, it's now, uh, you know, in that pyramid in Antarctica, it is a uh, like a proving ground for young predators to get their first xenomorph kill. I, I think where these movies went wrong was with, uh, like we were saying, with plot. Like they started putting all the, like this plot and trying to create this lore to tie these two together. Without realizing, we don't need any of that. All we want to do is watch aliens and predators fight each other and, and have a whole bunch of hapless fools get murdered in between. Yeah. That's it. I, I don't care why they're there or where they came from. You don't need to spend a bunch of the movie trying to force new lore to justify it. It doesn't need to be justified. We're all here. To, it's like a Godzilla movie. I... I don't want to see the people. I don't care what the people, what's <laughs> yeah. going on with the people. I didn't come to this movie for these people's lives. Yeah. Came to this movie to watch Godzilla fuck up Tokyo <laughs> and maybe fight with another giant monster for fuck's sake. That's, that's what I want. That's what we all want. I yeah. don't, why do people keep getting involved? Like yeah. the only reason people should be there is to be murdered. <laughs> yeah. We don't need an hour and 20 minutes of human interaction no. just to get a giant monster thing. No. And, and, and the, you know, the alien versus predator stuff that was in the AVP movies was pretty cool. Well, I mean, I didn't see Requiem, but I mean, yeah, neither the first did I. one, like the alien predator fights, that shit was pretty rad. Like that, that's the redeeming quality. Like it was cool to see some action between the, the two species and some people get murdered, but just, Spending 50 or more percent of the movie justifying the movie's existence when it didn't need to be justified. Yeah. Like, we didn't need to know why the Predator came in the first movie. You you have no idea. Like, you you can guess. Yeah, he's there to hunt. That's yeah. it. And that's all it needs to be. Yeah, and we don't even know if that's true. That's like an assumption in the first movie. Like, yeah, oh, like oh, he's yes. Us. Just yeah, like, in, the, in the universe of the first one. Yes, he's yeah. just there. There isn't any deep lore behind it, you know? And, and the second one does build a little bit on that, but it's pretty simple. And, and then the, the AVP movies just overcomplicated the shit out of it. Well, and that, that seemed like the thing to do. You know, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, like they were taking these properties, whether it was horror movies or action movies and, or, or even just new franchises and it was it was the thing to give a reason to it you know like all of a sudden we started to you know or i mean even in the in the mid 2000s or you know like around 2010 when they were doing you know the friday the 13th reboot and uh the nightmare on elm street reboot and then i guess even even the um the halloween movies 
you know, like, like the Rob Zombie ones, like they were trying to give them a reason why and trying to give you insight as to why they are who they are. And it's like, we don't fucking want this. Like, yeah, we don't want don't this. We don't care. need it. Yeah. It's, it's unnecessary. Like you're going to take away the mystery that makes it interesting because like everyone is going to have their own little bit of headcanon mm-hmm. or what, how they feel. This is what, what, you know, what the story is. And so a bunch of those people are going to, you know, have a better idea than you did. And that's going to be disappointing for them. Or at least they feel like they had a better idea than you did. Yeah. And nobody, you know, you didn't need it to start with, and you know, and big lore, heavy stuff like Lord of the Rings. Like I love Lord of the Rings because it has all that lore and has all the, the, the stuff it's all there. Yeah. But it's a, it's just a different type of franchise. It's not a big dumb action movie with uh turbo violence in it like yeah. it's it's just it's a different beast it doesn't it's story it's not it's not action yeah i don't need a lot of lore and honestly like if i wanted lore i'd go read the comic books because that's a better place for lore to exist yeah there's a lot of those um but with with avp i think you know i some of the problems i had were that like all of a sudden it kind of cheapened the experience for me like they were designing like new cool predators with like you know, personalities and, and new cool armor. And like, this guy's got a scar on his helmet. So, and they had like little nicknames for them behind the scenes. Like they actually named them. I can't remember what it is anymore. It's been a while, but, and then it also bothered me that like, I mean, I guess I see the logic behind it now, but a predator working with humans, like just seemed weird to me at the time. I guess now, you know, if like he's, he's working with people who aren't a threat to him, I don't know, but they're like, you know, sort of teaming up. After like the first two predators are slaughtered. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not like they were like Batman and Robin, but you know, they were helping each other. I don't know. I didn't like it at the time. Maybe I should go revisit it to see if, if it would hit me different. I mean, it's not good, but it's not, it's not terrible. Like it, it does, like, like I said, the bits that it does well are good, but it's just, it's, it's mired in a bunch of turd. Superman Returns does the same thing, and it's hard for me to watch Superman Returns without just, like, skipping entire scenes. Yeah. Because, like, the Superman stuff is pretty great. But you don't get a lot of it. No, there's a lot of that creep Kevin Spacey. Or, like, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Like, yeah. the, the Godzilla vs. Kong part was cool. The hour-long Millie Bobby Brown side story bullshit. Like, fuck off. I don't care. Yeah. I... Eh. I mean, maybe somebody does. I, I don't know who that person is, um, but they keep making movies for that asshole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the, <laughs> there, there's a, I mean, there's a, there's a Kong Godzilla sequel being made. So <laughs> Kyle Chandler and Millie Bobby Brown, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, the, AVP, like all of a sudden it just, it, it broke i mean it, it broke out of the mold that works you know like with oh, yeah. with every predator movie i've seen that i enjoy it is like i said it's predator hunting a group of people it's just in a different setting i mean and and you know it's it's always entertaining it's different enough but with this it's it's not like a hunter prey movie anymore and there's like you said just just the human interaction it, it all just felt it all it felt cheap yeah. yeah, like like in, no, in I, everything I that. that I love out of Predator and Aliens, it felt cheap. It's a different kind of movie. It's definitely not a slasher movie. Yeah. At that point. Like there's not like the unseen killer going around picking people off. Yeah. Yeah. It's more just like a like a like an action. And if there is that unseen killer's an alien, not a predator. Yeah. It's like, well, well fuck, come on. It's it's a better alien movie than it is a predator movie. Yeah. I mean, I feel like at this point, I'm going to have to go back and, and watch the movies I haven't seen since like 
I mean, spoiler alert. I don't, I don't know what this is a spoiler for. Maybe for my final thoughts. But like, I feel like I'm a way bigger Predator fan right now in this moment than I have been in my entire life. Nice. I've always thought it was cool. But like this last week watching like Prey and Predators and the first two Predators, I fucking love Predator. Like I'm, I'm in. I mean, I watched the trailer for AVP Requiem mm-hmm. and, it, like, and it looked decent. Like, I mean, like it, it, it takes place in some small town. There's aliens, there's predators, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like the whole like promo the pattern, it's got like population, 2,600. And then like it shows a couple like possible deaths and it goes like population, 1,500. And it, go, it like counts oh. all the way down. So it's like, all right, they're murdering tons of people. That's, that's kind of what I've said I've been wanting. And it has like a predalien in it, like a, mm-hmm. like a, you know, a, a, what, Yamcha or whatever. Yaucha. A Yaucha xenomorph. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, I mean, that could be really dumb or it could be cool. Either way, I feel like I should see it. Well, in the, in the end of, in like the very end, I don't know if it was post credits at this point, but like in the end of the first AVP, um, the, the predator that they had taken back onto their ship, like a, a thing bursts out of his chest. So like they were setting it up. I mean, and I remember, you know, because I, I'm pretty sure aliens versus predator was PG 13. Oh God. I'm it? almost, I'm almost certain. Cause I remember getting excited when, uh, when AVP Requiem came out promising an R rating. It definitely And, the, and then R, yeah. seeing that trailer and just being like, oh shit, they're going to fuck some shit up. And then I didn't see it right away. And then I heard it was garbage. Which, which is exactly what I kind of expected it to be. Cause I'd seen the other stuff. <laughs> I've said for years, Predator is one of those franchises that I would have been perfectly happy if it was just the first movie. Yeah. And they never made anything else. Because... Even stuff like Predator 2 and Predators, which we haven't talked about yet, nope. uh, which fits, I think, the original mold pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's jump right into Predators. Yeah, so Predators, basically, it's got, you know, a team of mercenaries, except they're, like, on a different planet now instead of on Earth. Well, and, and I mean, like, I think if, if we could boil it down to what I would imagine would be in the writer's room, it's like, it's a team of predators themselves like they are people who on earth who were dangerous yes yeah they're assholes yeah and like they they don't know each other and you know it starts with them falling from the sky with parachutes on on this in into a jungle and then them finding each other and like it's immediately like all of the fucking macho just like one-upsmanship that i come to love from from a predator franchise where it's like this person has to be the toughest. You know, like everyone's trying to out alpha the other person. They're putting guns in each other's faces and shit and then realizing they have to work together because they're all in this situation. It's kind of like sending the humans to do the killing on some other planet, but it doesn't go well for them. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and I mean, it fits the original mold and there's not a whole lot of time spent explaining why they're there or, you know, doing a bunch of weird background stuff or justifying it. It's just saying, Hey, here's the, again, it's, here's the situation. Now let's watch it play out. Yeah, exactly. That's cause that's all it needs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a setup for a bunch of cool kills and good lines and super macho action. That's, that's all predator ever has needed to be for me. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. See, and I don't know if this film is highly regarded, but like for me, it's like shockingly great. And like, it feels a lot like the first one, but not in a bad way. Like it, it takes the elements of what I loved. And again, with Predator 2, just tweaks it enough to make it different. Like it, it doesn't feel like it's like it's a reboot or a rehash or tired. It's just kind of modern. It's kind of a modern version because it was what, early 2000s? No, I think it was 2010, okay. 2010 yeah, or 11. That sounds about right. Yeah. 
Yeah, the AVPs, AVP was 2004, and then Requiem, I think, was just a couple years after that. Oh, and it was PG-13, by the way. Yeah. These people in Predators aren't, like, the same muscle-bound, macho dudes, but, like, they fill the same roles in the, in the world of that time. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, you don't, you don't have to be, like, roided out, but they're still just, like... Tough guys. Yeah, the, yes. Yeah, tough guys, and this time around, at least the, the lady in the group got to be tough as well. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and they had fucking Danny Trejo and Mahershala Ali. Adrian Brody. Yeah, Adrian Brody was there. Uh, Topher Grace was definitely not a tough guy. <laughs> he can't be a tough guy. No. Even, even when he was trying to be Venom, he just yeah. couldn't be a tough guy. You know, like, I already knew that they were on a different planet. But, like, seeing them walking through the jungle, and if you didn't know that, that'd be a pretty cool reveal. Like, on your first watch. Because you're like, oh, okay, this is like the first one. You're like, oh, wait, what? There's like other planets and moons impossibly close for it to yeah. for it to work out with a gravitational pull and not to mention how did they not see that until they got to the top of a hill like they're they're up in the sky you know like, yeah, they came down on parachutes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's they would have seen some shit then right yeah the foliage wasn't that thick above them there wasn't that that thick of a canopy oh um another thing i i really liked in this was the use, uh, the, the predator's use of booby traps using like Danny Trejo's body with like traps around it and like using his voice recordings that they'd gotten from him to try to call out. And then the group like not falling for it, you know, like, like being ready to, to, to leave a man behind. Like they're, they're not heroes. They're yeah, not yeah, there's good no guys. cohesion there. Yeah. They, yeah. This, this wasn't the first movie where like this was Dutch's team. They wouldn't want to leave anyone behind unless they had to. Yeah. Like they were trying to haul bodies out of there, which is a ridiculous thing to do in that situation. But they, yeah. they were trying to do it. I mean, if you just cover your back with a, with enough of that person, so hopefully they'll take the hit if you, uh, if you get hit <laughs> Human with Human armor. Um, one thing they, they introduced in this that I don't know if I, if I care that much for is the idea of different classes of predators and them fighting each other. And, you know, having the one, the one predator that looked like the original uh, strapped up. You know, like, like tied to that, to that thing in their little encampment. And then in the end, you know, Adrian Brody kind of getting him to understand, like, hey, I'll let you out, uh, just in the, you know, yeah. to, to try to get on his ship. I mean, it makes sense to a degree. I mean, like, I imagine a society that, like, values, you know, hunting skills and, and you know, that would do what the Predators do. It's probably a little, a little violent. I imagine there's some infighting on uh, Planet Predator. Yeah, I'm just not sure what it bought us beyond, you know, like getting to see Adrian Brody and what what I viewed as like, you know, their their callback to the original Predator, like team up. But then he's just so quickly dispatched. You know, he's like, all right, here we go. I'm the fucking original Predator and I'm going to fucking wreck shop again. And then dude's like, nah, yeah, and blows up the ship. I mean, I think what it bought us was the Predator, which. Uh, ugh, well, hold on real quick. One thing in, in, in Predators, before we move on from it, is the Lawrence Fishburne role. The idea that there's somebody there who has survived multiple seasons of hunting, and he's wearing, like, Predator armor and shit. What if, and, and I'm pretty sure that this, this was written into the script, what if that was Dutch? Oh, that'd be... He probably wouldn't, wouldn't die as quick. He'd probably survive with Adrian Brody, but, yeah. like... 
son of a bitch. Like when I saw that character there, I was like, I wish with all of my heart that that was Dutch, just an older bearded grizzled Dutch that, that, that knows how to kill predators. And then the whole Topher Grace being a killer doctor thing at the end. He's like, I'm one of you. This is where I belong. I was like, eh, I don't need that. I feel like it was the right way to end it with them not getting off the planet. Adrian Brody. Yeah. And, uh, and I can't remember her name. I don't know. I only know actors' names anyway. Basically seeing more parachutes coming down. And it's like, oh, time for another hunt. What I'm curious about is, what are they going to eat? I mean, you find some aliens to eat or something. Yeah, it'd been days. They they hadn't eaten shit. I'm, the whole time I'm just thinking like, man, they must be hungry. The predator's got to be eating something too, you know? So yeah. They, they can eat the flesh of their fallen companions. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't think uh, humanity was factored into this terribly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne figured it out. So there's something to eat. Yeah. But so, I guess, on to the Predator, and I'm going to cover this one fairly briefly because you haven't seen it. And nope. It, and it fucking sucked. I hated it. It was just, it was, it was awful. Basically, the plot of that one is a Predator, a rogue Predator, comes to Earth. And, and I guess, basically, like, you don't know this. Spoilers here. For the, you're welcome. <laughs> basically, a rogue Predator comes to Earth to share Predator technology with people so that they can fight the Predators better. And it gets followed by a bigger predator. Turbo predator. Yeah. Predator alpha that wants to uh, stop him from doing that for some reason. I mean, it seems like they want a challenge generally. So it's not there to hunt people. It's not there to do any of that shit. And they bring weird predator dogs because why not? And it's got this ragtag crew of, you know, criminals and ex-military people that uh, just, just make dumb jokes the entire time they just make a mockery of it of the whole thing it doesn't take itself seriously at all and the whole thing gets saved by some autistic kid in a predator mask and it's dumb it is just it is so i just didn't like it it's not for me <laughs> i you know i i kind of want to watch it more now so you know just like, like again just being a bigger fan now and wanting to see the the depths it was done by Shane Black, and mm-hmm. I described it to you earlier as it is the Shane Black's bad pussy jokes of the Predator series. That's like if you really liked those pussy jokes in the original Predator, like that was your favorite part of the movie, you might like the Predator. <laughs> that whole movie is is that essentially. And that that's that's what's so weird is like Shane Black was in the first one. Um, he was doing some punch ups to the script, but he claims they didn't use any of them, but they, but they, they basically, other than his jokes. Yeah. They, they put him (laughs) in the movie in order to get him on set so he could be writing. Cause like he, he didn't, he didn't want to do just like a full rewrite. Cause it was such a like big studio picture that had a bunch of, bunch of writers attached. So they're like, okay, we'll put him in the movie, get him down there and he can do some rewrites. And he, he, he claims they didn't use any of it, but, um, it's weird that somebody so involved with the original could have such a poor understanding of of what made it great you know when he's making the film all these years later clearly what made it great was his jokes <laughs> hmm. um so next up and to cap it off we've got prey the brand new one on hulu yeah it is the the uh what like most downloaded movie uh premiere ever on hulu 
Which, I don't know how many movies have premiered yeah, on Hulu. I, I was going to say, like, that, I guess that sounds great, but it could be the first one for all I know. I'm not sure however, how many movies have premiered on I Hulu. I bet there's like a fucking cheaper by the dozen or some D- uh, fucking yeah. dog shit. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know if that's impressive or not. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was, I mean, it, it fit the predator mold. There was some people. And there was a predator and they had to survive him. And there wasn't, uh, there was, it was definitely a bit more narrative. Like there was a more going on outside of the predator thing. It was all kind of related, but like, like Annie was watching the movie with me or she stopped in and like halfway through it. And her only comment was there's a lot of talking for a predator movie. And I, I don't like, know how many predator movies she's seen. No, but she has a very loose idea of Predator <laughs> movies as well. But uh, there, I mean, there was a lot of talk. I mean, there was certainly a lot more talking than in the original one. Yeah, I mean, and I could, I mean, there's a lot of talking in Predator too, just to warn you. But it's good talking. But um, shit talking. I, I could, I could see this. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is definitely more story driven because it is one character's journey as opposed to a group of characters' circumstance. Yes. Yeah, you know, like like the it it very much is like her journey to become a uh, a hunter and a warrior, you know, in in a time because it's back in what 1718, 1719? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um whatever it, date was written on that gun. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, she's she's she wants to be a hunter and uh and she's living in a time when when you know, the females in the tribe were gatherers and 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 makers of things. You know, they they didn't go on the hunts. They weren't warriors. There didn't seem to be a lot of like push, like too much pushback to her. Like, like there didn't seem like there was any like hard barriers saying women can't be hunters. It was just more like, yeah, you guys usually don't do that. Yeah. It's you like, it's like you, you better prove yourself. And, uh, and you didn't when you fell out of that tree. Yeah. It's, it's more like a, like kind of a flighty dream. Like maybe yeah. like, like, like being a professional musician. You're like, I can do it. I'm good. And they're like, well, you go to college. You need a backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this flick. Like it, I mean, it cemented that idea that all you need is, is a new setting and insert the predator and it creates movie magic. And like, I've seen a meme going around, uh, along that same line. That's, uh, got the guy from, uh, fucking mortal Kombat who played scorpion. And it's just like, imagine this guy, feudal Japan predator comes down, kills his master. And now he has to kill him. It's like, that's fucking perfect. I would love to see that predator movie. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I mean, and I think this is as good of a Predator movie as we're going to get in 2022. Yeah. Like we're not, you're not going to get something like the original Predator these days. Like that, that time is gone. Yeah. It is past. We are in a new phase of reality now. And, and I, I hope this one hits people the, like the, the children of today, the way the original hit us back then. Like, I hope it means something to them. And, 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 and I hope they, I hope they think it's real cool, but. Odin watched it with me. He liked it. I don't know if it, you know, if it's probably not on his top five movies list or anything, but. They needed a minigun. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that might've been. Did they have the hand crank ones by no, then or was didn't. that later that no, century? That was way later. This was all still like black powder muskets and shit. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was glad that, uh, uh, what was her name? Nehru? Nehru? I think the main character, they didn't, it didn't get said a lot. So like, yeah. I actually had to look it up when I was making my notes. She kind of had like a, a, a an arc. Like she wasn't. I was glad that she didn't go into this like Ray, where she was already perfect super hunter and everyone, you know, just did everything. Like she, 
she failed and she fucked up and like she had to learn from mistakes. Yeah. Almost got herself killed a few times. The, I mean, the shit she was able to do with a tomahawk on a fucking rope, like, that's completely unrealistic, but it's a Predator movie. So yeah. Fucking, I mean, whatever. especially. It looked, it looked cool as fuck. Especially for just having tied a rope to it and then all of a sudden she is turbo expert. I mean, you tie a rope to a, a, a hatchet or a tomahawk and you throw it, it's not going to fucking throw right. And you're certainly not going to be able to yank it and have it stick into another tree. <laughs> off the it was just the physics aren't there but it looked cool as fuck so yeah. whatever yeah I'm, I'm that not, works for a predator movie it's a predator movie i'm not here for fucking realism the only thing that that i where i felt it was a little lacking was the the characters all just seemed kind of generic like i don't know they didn't seem to have a lot of personality yeah like all, all of the all of the, her peers in the tribe were all just kind of like no fuck you you can't do this. Not fuck. Like they were just assholes. Well, yeah. Or, or I mean, not all of them. Like some of them, but I mean, like they could all be described in like a sentence, and there wasn't anything more to them than that. Yeah, there was but, like the. I mean, in 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 the others, I mean, isn't it kind of consistent though? Like how much, how many sentences would you need to describe Billy, or? I I guess, but or even all, Dylan. I I guess maybe they just felt like they reacted differently. Hmm. You know. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. To the yeah. Situation like you could their get personalities some, were. Yeah, were you different. could get some of their personalities yeah. out of their the interaction they had with each other. It, like like when uh, when um, Jesse Ventura, what's his character's name? Anyway, when Jesse Ventura, you know, when he gets shot and he's bleeding, he's like, I don't got time to bleed. Yeah. And and. and uh, I think it was Shane Black. Was that was that that was next to him during that? Oh, anyway, the other guy that was next to him, like, looks kind of nervous, and you know, and he's like, you know, would well, you got time to duck? And like, he like hides, and he's like, ah. like, I mean, they're just like they each kind of had their own way to approach. Like yeah. when Mac freaked out and flipped yeah. out at the end, like they reacted to the situation in unique ways, like different people would. Whereas in this, everybody kind of did the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, and and it might it might go back to uh, to the fact that that sh- it's her journey as opposed to a group's. Like, I couldn't tell you one of those characters' names because they they just they just sort of show up. You know, they they yeah. they're they're more like a plot device than than an actual fleshed out character. Everybody other than her and her brother, yeah, is the same character. Yes, which I, I well, and then I guess. And the, then there's the, the one f- guy that, that ran with her. Well, and, the, and then there's the Frenchman characters. Like, so oh, like yeah. the, there's the French trappers who are all one character. And then there's the Indians that are all <laughs> one character. And then there's her and her brother. And that's it. All in all, those people didn't matter. They were all there to get murdered. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe that's okay. And it was great, especially with the, uh, with the French trapper murder scene. Like that was great seeing the, seeing the predator fuck Just them up. Murder. Using his shield everybody. to cut heads off and shit. And I mean... One thing I appreciated in this in this movie is that like even the predator technology was um a little um less advanced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like like we're we're living in a time when it's bows and arrows and spears and powder muskets and like the predator instead of having his laser gun like he's still got the uh, the laser sights but it shoots out like like metal spikes. Like I I I appreciated that. Cuz like what are you going to do I mean I guess you can't do anything about laser guns in a modern one either but Still, like it, it, it seemed less stacked against the characters. Yeah, and it's three hundred years in the past. Like maybe that's where predator technology goes. Yeah. Or do they research the planet and say, like, all right, we're gonna keep the plasma rifles to the side here. This isn't supposed to be. You're not supposed to be shooting fish in a barrel here. Uh, this is supposed okay. to be a challenge. I don't know which one of those it is. Uh, either one makes sense to me in my brain. Yeah, the predator always has the advantage. 
like they're always armed with some better shit than yeah. you had. Like, you know, I and mean, which is the same way, like if you're hunting, if you're going to go hunting elk, uh, you've got a gun and they <laughs> don't. So, you know I mean? Like you're not out there strapping sticks to your head and charging an elk. <laughs> Sorry, that took a second to hit me. I glanced down at my notes. <laughs> oh boy. This movie had a, a shit ton of great kills. Like yeah. he was just murdering the fuck out of people left. He might've killed more people in this movie than, and like there was a lot of Frenchmen that got killed. Yeah. And a lot of dismemberment too. <laughs> yeah. And I had to pause the movie because I thought maybe I saw Ryan Reynolds for a minute. <laughs> But uh, it, it was not. It was. It's Troy Mundell, who looks like Ryan Reynolds if he broke his nose really bad once. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I I was having a problem initially with the main uh, the main actress. Uh, her name is um, Amber Midthunder. That's a fucking cool name. That's um, a cool name. For some reason, in this movie, she reminds me. A, like I know it's not her, but she reminds me so much of Aubrey Plaza. Oh, I could see that. That that like it it just kept on fucking with my brain. I mean, I think she did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, you're not really looking for great character development in these movies. She's kind of, she ends the movie uh, basically having proved to be the person she thought she was the whole time. Yeah, she brings the predator head back and she gets the, the warrior chief stick or what, what, what was the title? I can't remember that. War, chi- war, war chief. War, yeah. yeah. Or no, war, war. War person. Yeah. yeah Whatever know. her brother got earlier in the, in the movie. Yeah. But he did. So. Yep. And. Oh shit! Never mind. I can't remember what I was going to say. Uh, were you going to talk about the CGI? Yes, that was exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Yes, the worst part of the entire movie were the fucking CGI animals. Well, you can't kill actual animals anymore, you know. But so you gotta. I mean, having a real bear on set for like some of the less killy stuff would would really help. Just yeah. just the fact that every single fucking animal except for that dog was CGI, like it stood out like a sore thumb, and it it just. I hate that shit so much. I really oh, yeah, enjoyed I the movie, it, but I noticed it first with the elk when she was going after that first yeah. elk. I was like, "Oh, that is that is not great CGI there." Because otherwise, the cinematography in the movie is yeah beautiful. Yeah, it is, really it is a well shots. shot movie. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, the other CGI thing that I wasn't, you know, when you finally see the predator's face, uh, I don't know, it looked weird. Yeah, he's a weird looking predator. It's like his face is all long and his forehead's all tall. Like yeah, it's all he's, squished in. Yeah, he's got like a like a lower a jaw that shuts out yeah. weird or something. But I mean, there's weird looking people. Yeah. So you know, they're not all going to look exactly. Maybe the you same. got in a car accident. I don't know if it's just two CG. I mean, they definitely did not have a practical predator mask. Oh, okay. It was definitely CGI, which is kind of a bummer because the like I really that's one of the highlights of the predator is yeah. that fucking suit. I've always wanted to like if i was going to do cosplay of something like a full-on predator suit with proper mask would be so fucking cool to have oh shit i just had a weird like memory stab into my brain i've got to take back my first impression oh like i still think predator 2 was like my first like full experience you know watching a thing but like i just remembered being at a friend's house who lived a few doors down when i was a kid and just seeing the one part of the first predator when he takes off his mask. You want ugly motherfucker. I think it was his older brother was like, uh, was showing it to us. Whoa, this is so weird. I haven't thought about this in decades. And I remember just being like fucking grossed out and also like kind of off put like, like 
the mandibles were so weird in the way that as close as the, uh, as the eyes are together. Little eyes yeah, like squished down. I remember not liking it. Like thinking like that looks gross and stupid. Like I liked it better with the helmet on. Cause that helmet is so fucking cool looking. Whoa, that's weird. Let's keep it from earlier. And uh, <laughs> I, I, this revelation right here, I, I think it, yeah, it's not worth trying to trying to patch in, but wow. They did have some practical suit stuff. Yeah. Like there was a guy in a suit, like when they did like oh, close yeah. up on the hands and stuff. And, and so there was some practical work in there and it looked, it looked pretty good. Uh, there was also a lot of CGI predator jumping around and doing stuff that was cl- very clearly not a person, but yeah. Know. And you know, that stuff didn't bother me. It was, and, it was done pretty well. Yeah. It looked, they, they, at least they spent the money there because the predator looked like that bear who would have had some trouble. That Thankfully he's not covered bear. in fur. So that helps. Though, when he held the fucking bear over his head and, like, gutted it, and, like, you saw the blood come over his invisible form, that's how they, like, revealed the predator body. Yeah. That was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that was cool. That was, that was a cool fucking reveal. I liked that. And then she went down a waterfall, just like Dutch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and they did have the, uh, if it bleeds, we can kill it throwback. Yeah, it, di- it didn't really fit, like, why, why he would say that, but whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I get it. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah. That's it, a didn't, little, it didn't bother a little me. Little berry for you. <laughs> I mean, the gun also kind of confused me. Like, I get like, oh, yeah, let's call back to the gun, but it's like, all right, but the predators had that gun. It's a promise of a sequel. Yeah, well, they're, <laughs> they're going to come down and murder that whole village and take that gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, they ended up with that gun. Like, that's not like they're still like you didn't explain the providence of that gun at all, other than. You're like, there's a gap still. You're like, look, there's that that French guy that that originally owned that gun. Well, see, yeah, like I, that didn't bother me at all because that that's what it said to me. Was was that oh, like it's, they're saying at some point these people are going to get fucked up, and it, you know, I think it was just sequel bait. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to see that though. Like, if they were going to make another movie, I'd rather see your fucking uh, samurai movie. Oh, it wasn't mine, but whatever. I Who, would also whoever's samurai movie or or a future one. You know what? You know what I want to see, and yeah. I'm surprised nothing like this has ever happened. Maybe it's happened in comic book form. I want to see fucking Predators versus a Terminator. It has to have happened somewhere. Yeah. Like, Why would they not? Like have... Dark Horse owned both properties. Yeah. But uh, I didn't. I didn't look close enough. I know Predators have crossed over with Aliens and Prometheus. Do you think Predators would be interested in hunting Terminators since they're not actually alive? Like since they're just robots? Like. Is there is there honor in that? There might be. See, like like if they're if they're in, you know, post uh, fucking Judgment Day, where like that is the dominant species. Like maybe they don't understand that that this person isn't flesh and blood, but it is a killer. They're like, all right, or they can get stuck on Earth right before Judgment Day. Judgment Day blows up I mean, their ship. I'd watch it, <laughs> but uh, hey, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how the story would play in. It, they, they definitely wouldn't be a conventional predator movie. Um, I mean, the only other thing I wanted to mention on Prey, and like, I was tempted to watch it, but I decided I didn't want to read subtitles the whole movie. But they did a um, they did a dub of the whole movie where everyone's speaking Comanche instead of English, and and I guess like one of the producers is Comanche, and like they they did you know they really wanted to portray everything accurately. Yeah do a full dub of the movie in the actual language that these people would have been speaking, which I think is a really cool thing to do. Like, the, yeah. Hearing them with like modern American accents and stuff, what was a little weird, but I could, I could, I could suspend my disbelief, you know? Yeah. And like, I think it would be cool. 
it, it, to watch it all then. But like, I didn't want like, especially the first time I'm watching it to uh, have to read subtitles and not watch yeah. everything that's going on on screen as studiously as I would like to. So yeah. yep. I might check it out later, but it, it is cool that they did that because that's not a huge community that's going to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah. You know, or, you know, that's, you know, that speaks Comanche. I guess they, they, they're trying to bring the language back in the, in the tribe. Like they, in their schools, they're teaching it and stuff. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat. So, uh, let's get on to some structure here. Sure. Unless you got something else. Um, I mean, just a quick mention, comic books. They existed. There are a shit ton of them. I found out. The I've only- read a few over the years, but like nothing that I would you know i could meaningfully talk about at all like i read a bunch of aliens comics when i was younger and there was some alien versus predator stuff that i read and i have a vague memory of reading a couple predator books but it wasn't anything i frequented yeah aliens and predator those are tough for me to read because that that's like i want to watch them like they're they're movie properties i don't i also don't read terminator comics or robocop's tough too even though there haven't there just haven't been many good runs there but like I love lore, but on this one, it'd be like here's some like a Friday the Thirteenth comic. I want to read a Friday yeah. the Thirteenth. Like True. What, you, what the fuck are you gonna tell me? Like, are you gonna go back and tell me what Jason like is gonna be a, a Jason young Jason Voorhees at camp and everyone being mean to him or something? Like, I mean, what <laughs> kind of lore are you gonna give me? I don't. That's not why I'm here. Having said that, I did read the first issue of a new Predator series coming from Marvel that came out this week. It was fortuitous. It centers around a young girl whose family and everyone she knew was killed by a predator. And then, you know, it's like 15, 20 years later, she's been hunting predators looking for the one that killed her family. So she's got like a spaceship and like, I mean, cause it's in the future. That's kind of cool. Yeah. She's like charting courses to, and like, like, you know, taking trophies and she's got all sorts of weapons and stuff that, that, yeah. So it's, I'll read issue two. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it's something unique. Like, if there was like a story where, like, the Predator homeworld and everyone's just like doing their regular, normal stuff, they got like Predator accountants, <laughs> and something comes and uh, starts hunting them on their planet. Something bigger and badder than Dutch. a Predator. Uh, I mean, like, so there are Predator stories I might be interested, but by and large, I haven't, I haven't delved deep into it because, like, I do I need to see a story about a Predator accountant? No, but. I might be more interested in that than most of what they've actually done in the comics. I mean, if it was like Mel Brooks style, that yeah. could be fun. Doug, predator accountant. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Like, someone's got to do their books. No, right? John, I've got to, I've, I've got to work on space oddities. Number three. Like there's gotta be like predator janitors. I am curious what their planet looks like. I mean, it could just be, it's weird that they're so tribal, but they have but they advanced technology. technology. Yeah. yeah. Though maybe they just, took that technology from other cultures that they hunted, you know? Yeah, but there has to be, like, a way to replenish power sources, unless they just, they've got an unlimited power source somewhere. But, I mean, you'd think if they had that much technology, they'd, well, no, maybe they don't need to wear pants. Maybe they just got slaves that take care of, like, all the menial stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like that predator that was strapped up in Predators. Yeah, but not a predator. Like, uh, like other alien races oh, that yeah, they subjugate they, so they get okay. to do their fucking manly hunting stuff and uh, someone else cleans the toilets that would make sense because otherwise yeah like a predator like scrubbing a toilet with a brush uh wearing an apron cooking dinner <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right and then the the other angle is video games but i haven't played any of them i just know they exist 
my favorite use in pop culture oh, is a video it. game. Oh shit! No kidding. Yeah. So it is the uh, the Alien versus Predator arcade game from 1997. Nice. So it was before the movies. So it was just, hey, aliens are cool. Predators are cool. Let's put them in a game together. Well, you know, and and that might have been their answer to the initial fervor from uh, from Predator Two with the uh, with the xenomorph skull because they were trying to make that movie happen for years. Yeah. Oh, I bet. And I mean, a video game's a little bit easier oh, to yeah. make happen. I, like I encountered this one when I had my arcade machine because there was there was the um, there was a couple of games like like there was an aliens one where you went through and you were a marine and you just side scrolling shooter yep. kind of like Contra except oh like more isometric looking okay and you were bigger and then there was the alien versus predator one where you could be either a predator or a uh, or like Dutch or some lady like a, you know basically like a, a a human soldier or a predator. And you went through, and it was like a brawler. You'd go through, side-scroll, you know, go, going left to right, killing aliens. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was fun to talk. It was a solid little brawler. I mean, it was about the same as every other brawler, except it had, you, you could be a predator, so that makes it better than most. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was trying to remember when I played that, and it, it may have just been your arcade machine, because I, yeah. I thought I had played it at, like, Preston's house on the Super Nintendo, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't know about that anymore. Yeah, I couldn't. I, they definitely made up made games for Nintendo and Super Nintendo and and all that. Um, I don't remember having played any of them. Yeah, though. me either. Um, my favorite use in pop culture is you know because the movies are the best. But I'm not just going to say Predator, the movie, yeah. the end. Let's move on. So I'm going for something that gave me excitement when I was a kid because we knew about Predator. He's this fucking monstrous killer who's going to skin people alive it's you know it's violence you know we loved that when we were children and then we also have like the perfect physical human specimen and one of my favorite characters of all time batman so the batman versus predator the there there have been three of them but the initial one that was uh that was oh shit i don't remember who wrote it but um it was drawn by andy kubert and colored by adam kubert his brother and when I was a nice. kid, like they, they just had these fucking, these painted covers, the artist who, who I don't remember was like Su Young or something. I remember seeing his, uh, his signature. It was so exciting to have Batman facing off against the fucking predator. Like I've gone back and read and read it. It's not that great, but the visuals are still awesome. Like Batman gets fucked up at, yeah, at bet, first yeah. and then he, he get, builds himself an armor of some kind, you know, and like course you know he finds a way to get the upper hand he's batman does he kill the predator though because you got like someone that kills for sport versus someone who won't kill yeah to be honest i don't remember but there but there's (laughs) there's plenty of predator killing people like it's it's a it's a dark violent book and it was prestige format you know glue bound nice big thick books i think it was is three or four issues i enjoyed that as a kid and i think like there, there isn't too much like outside of that. Um, but sorry, real quick, speaking of comic books, even though we already went past it, I wanted to mention that I, I was watching a video on YouTube about like what happened to Dutch, because that's, that's one of the biggest crimes in my opinion. What, like after the movie or yeah, something? Yeah, is like that Dutch, lore? yeah, that Dutch never shows up again, but he showed up in comic books. And apparently at some point he was like dying of radiation poisoning because of the, the blast. And he went back like to hunt predator. Like he went back to where the, where the first one took place. Oh shit. Never mind. It's getting all lost. I mean, he also had a brother who looks just like him. 
just muscle bound and fucking giant like a his name I mean, is Belgian. <laughs> um, it was it was very much you know like of the you know early '90s ilk with just like lots of lines and lots of anatomically incorrect muscles and um, <laughs> shit. Oh, I wish I could remember more from that video. Never mind. But it's a travesty that Dutch never showed up. I don't. I mean, I think it it fits. Like, I mean, I, if you went through all that, are you gonna are you gonna keep up with the fucking mercenary game? Like, you'd be like, you know what? I, I hope he went home. And he got some some good mental help and uh, opened a bakery and got married to a, a, a you know a nice young lady and they just had a, a splendid rest of their life and never had to deal with this shit again. Yeah, I mean, doesn't make a great movie, yeah. but that's what I want for. Dutch. I mean, in in Predator Two, Gary Busey's on this like you know federal task force to track down and hunt the predators. You know, after what happened in '87, so like. You know, being being an advisor to them, or being in a you know an, an advisory capacity in uh, pre- pre- the Predator, you know, it could have been cool. Or him showing up there, you know, having been kidnapped by by predators in Predators. Oh, I've used this word like that word doesn't make predator, sense predator, to me. Predator. Anymore. Predator. Yeah. I thought about it afterwards, but a, an honorable mention for uh, I guess second favorite use in pop culture is the the Arno Core song Predator, that punk rock band that. Yeah, I never sings everything in a fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger accent, and all of their songs are about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and they movies. dress up like his characters too. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty fun. Like it's uh, it's not it certainly isn't the best, but uh, if you haven't checked it out, it, it's a fun little dive into uh, some ridiculous fucking Arnold worshiping punk rock. All right, um, you want to move on to final thoughts? One word, one word review. Yes, I'm going to take it. Do it. I'm going to call the call Predator macho because that for the most part like i think everything other than prey but but even prey has macho elements yeah it's just not the same kind of like posturing which was my 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 runner-up for my one word you know just like there's so much posturing throughout the entire franchise but like everything is just like who can be the the alpha macho character you know like it's it's i think there is some of that in prey like like that's kind of what she's trying to do like she's absolutely posturing it's just doing it in a way that is you know the you know like it's less obscene or less obnoxious yeah yeah well and and the like the other like the other angry guy that her brother sends to go get her like you know he's the oh girls can't do any of this guy Mm -hmm. and uh you know so her like her stuff with him and then you know just straight up getting in a fight with him and kicking his ass yeah she breaks his fucking nose that's pretty macho like she's she's handling that situation in a very masculine way by whooping that guy's ass that's been the consistent thing in all of the movies of this franchise that i love you know i don't know how macho avp is but it sounds like the like like the predator is also pretty macho, just done very poorly. Kind of, yeah, much less so. Though. <laughs> um, and but, it's not macho enough. That's one of its big faults. Oh, okay. But like the first one, which is of course my my favorite of all of them, is just dripping with with macho testosterone energy, and I I fucking love it. My one word review is testosterone. I'm on the same fucking page <laughs> with you here. This is this is pure man energy. Yeah. You know, that, I, I can see that's probably off-putting to a lot of people now since yeah. uh, that's not a thing that's really glamorized anymore. It's kind of generally a thing that's frowned upon. Men should be sensitive and cry and raise kids. And you know what? 
Fuck that. Men should be in the jungle. I'm doing all of that. Shooting big ass guns with giant muscles and fucking not complaining about bleeding. And uh, that still holds a place in my heart. Like, I, yeah. I, I get it. Like, that's like holding that up is like every man should be Dutch. Like, clearly not. <laughs> but uh, Dutch is one hell of a man. Well, and I think for, for myself personally, I may enjoy, like, okay, we enjoy watching horror movies. Because, you know, because it's something that's out there. It's, it's not normal. It's not it's something escape. that we are. Yeah. So like when I'm watching an entire, you know, uh, team of fucking macho mercenaries, I'm not that I'm not that at all. So it's really fun to live vicariously through these characters. Absolutely. And, and it is, I, I have unabashed love for it. I like yeah. it. You know, it, it, it is, you know, in five years, they're probably going to be wanting to get rid of it because it's just too manly and men can't have muscles. That's, you're going to make people feel bad. It's offensive. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is horse shit. <laughs> Fuck that. Like I'm never going to look like any of these guys. Somebody, somebody with, with clogged sweat glands is going to launch a campaign to, to yeah, take too out sweaty. Yeah. Bill, Bill Dukes just has too much sweat and it's offensive. Yeah. I'd cry about it, but I can't leak fluids. Yeah. So men can't cry at that time either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone full circle. But it's just because you're, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Take us away. If you enjoyed today's show, uh, drop by Apple Podcasts or Podchaser and uh, leave us a five human skull review. With the spinal cord attached? If you think we were that good, leave that thing attached. <laughs> yeah. If you want to stop by and grab some swag, we've got some like really cool t-shirts with John's art on them at uh, shop.explorationpodcast.com. They're really rad. I, I have one and I love it. Uh, we have a discord that uh, you can come and chat with us. We share memes. We bullshit about new, you know, nerdy news and uh, yeah, just generally have fun. It's a nice way to interact. And uh, we are part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Our theme song is Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Until next time. There's something out there waiting for us, and it ain't no man. We're all gonna die. <laughs>